It is Thursday, February 25th, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, we've got a bunch of event news and cancellations. There's results from another Nick Hoffman modified win. We talk about seeing the first cars on the track on the dirt at Bristol. And then we dive into how the first nine Lucas races of the season went down by the numbers. So let's jump in. We got to see the first cars on track the last two days on the dirt at Bristol in advance of the Bristol Dirt Nationals that precede the NASCAR weekend event and track officials held test sessions to work on track conditions. There were super late models and crate late models and modifieds in attendance last night along with a few others. We got to see names like Scott Bloomquist, Jonathan Davenport, Kyle Strickler and Steve Arpin take to the high banks to get in some laps. It's kind of a free-for-all through the course of the night with guys getting an opportunity to kind of fill out the track and mess around with their setups. And the the super late models were lapping in the low to mid 15 second bracket while the UMP modifieds were in the 17 second bracket. On the pavement, the NASCAR Cup track record is 14.5 seconds for some comparison. If you'd like to see some of the videos, go hit up facebook.com slash racexr. They streamed action with a little bit of commentary last night of the practice, plus they have some interviews and onboard videos as well. It was really neat to hear the sound of the engines echoing around that place as guys made laps. I spent a lot of time at Bristol over the years, and in the NASCAR world, Bristol seems so small. In Martinsville are the two smallest tracks we race at, but for some reason, covered in dirt with Jonathan Davenport rolling around last night, Bristol felt really big and cavernous. Uh, The way they've laid down the dirt, uh, there's definitely less banking than the paved Bristol, but it's still going to be wild to see these cars. Once we get actual racing happening in a few weeks, it'll be interesting to see and kind of watch how the racing line widens out if we get to see a lot of side-by-side action with mostly single car runs last night, the track never really widened out. The first cars will be on track for the Bristol Dirt Nationals on Monday, March 15th. USMTS Modifieds were supposed to begin their 2021 season this weekend at RPM Speedway in Texas, but a poor forecast for the two-day show has forced series and track officials to push racing back a week to March 5th and 6th. The new opening weekend will see the Modified competitors race Friday night at RPM Speedway, and then they made a change. They'll then head to Super Bowl Speedway on Saturday night. Both shows are 10000 a win with big money on the line all season long. More than a million dollars in prize money will be awarded through 2021 to US MTS racers and 26 of the 36 races will pay at least 10,000 to win. Rodney Sanders topped Derek Ramirez and Jason Hughes to win the series championship in 2020. For more information about the events and series, visit usmts.com. With the World of Outlaws West Coast Swing canceled for the spring, Thunderbolt Raceway in Tulare, California has replaced their uh, uh, Outlaw event, originally scheduled for March 26th and 27th, with a new two-day show. The USAC CRA non-wing 410 sprint cars will be in action, along with the Kings of Thunder winged 360 series for both nights. Western Race Saver sprint cars will also be on the card on the opening night. For more information about the revised track schedule, visit ThunderboltRaceway.com. There was a little racing last night with the Southeast Dirt Modified Series headlining action at Fayetteville Motor Speedway in North Carolina. The event was streamed live on MAV TV+. Nick Hoffman picked up the $1,200 win on the opening night of North Carolina Speed Week. Taylor Cook, Chris Arnold, Daniel Parker, and Drake Troutman rounded out the top five. The event continues tonight with another $1,200 to win show for the Modifieds. Southeast Dirt Modified Series will race mostly on North Carolina tracks this season, and they utilize the Dirt Cart UMP Modified Rules. For more information on these series, visit sedirtmodseries.com.
Due to impending heavy rain in the area, this weekend's Toilet Bowl Classic at Clarksville Speedway in Tennessee has been pushed back to March 11th through the 13th. The dirt car, late models, UMP modifieds, and sport compacts will still have open practice tonight at the track. In the last few days, you've uh, heard me talk about the new stats at dirttracker.com slash analytics with the addition of efficiency and value numbers for each series. I've touched briefly on a few impressions from some early looks at what we are seeing, but today I wanted to go a little deeper with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Through the first nine nights of the season, Brandon Overton is the points leader over Hudson O'Neill and Devin Moran, and the story really seems to be one of comers and goers in these races. The three drivers with the most top five starts through the opening stretch were Kyle Bronson, Brian Shirley, and Brandon Shepard, but all three had top five efficiency numbers of less than 50%, so they were starting in the top five but not finishing there. Those three drivers all also had the most top 10 starts, with Bronson and Shepard having solid top 10 efficiency numbers, both above 50%, but none of those three lead the way in top five or top 10 finishes through these first couple of weeks. What we saw a lot of nights is the guys that started up front didn't necessarily finish there. More than half the races were won from 6th or worse on the grid. When we look at the top three in the standings, the story for Overton and O'Neill is similar, with O'Neill having five outside top 10 starts and Overton having four. O'Neill converted his four top 10 starts into top 10 finishes, and Overton was also 100% in top 10 efficiency. They also both picked up wins through the opening stretch. The difference, though, and why Overton leads the standings is just a bit more consistency. Overton had one more top five and two more top 10s, and converting 75% of his outside top 10 starts into top 10s certainly helped as well. For Moran, he was on the move a lot. He only had one top five and two top 10 starts in the nine races, but still managed five top fives and six top 10s. He was our big value guy for the opening stretch, converting five of seven of those outside top 10 starts into top 10 finishes and four of them into top five finishes. So whereas you have Overton and O'Neill kind of splitting the time between, you know, good finish or good starts and, and not so good starts, uh, you had over or Moran starting outside the top 10 on the regular, but still getting good finishes out of that. That's basically what these numbers are telling us. Moran was at or near the top in both of those value categories. He didn't get a win, but that ability to turn suboptimal starts into good finishes is why he's in the top three in the standings. As the season moves along, I wouldn't expect this trend to continue, though. Last season, series champion Jimmy Owens started in the top 10 in nearly 80% of the races and converted 81% of those into top 10 finishes. He also grabbed nearly 80% top 5 efficiency number as well. Over the course of a full season, it's definitely going to pay to start up front regularly. To see more numbers like this, visit dirttracker.com analytics. There are again two items on the daily streaming schedule today besides Flow Racing at 24-7. MavTV Plus has night two of the Southeast Dirt Modified series and more from North Carolina Speed Week at Fayetteville. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Thursday. You can find Dirt Tracker daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. You can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. If you'd like to get email updates from Dirt Tracker, you can sign up at dirttracker.com slash newsletter. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.